Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Hi, Jumbo. This is Joel Grote bringing you the introduction to this week's podcast from Kisumu, Kenya. On behalf of Lynn Wilder and myself, let me say Garibu. Welcome to this week's episode. Last week when we ended, Taylor Logston was about ready to enter a Starbucks. But before we get back into her story, I just want to say thank you once again to all of you who have left ratings and reviews on iTunes, who tune into the podcast on KUTR Radio in Utah every Saturday morning, and those of you who have shared the podcast all over the world via social media. We are so delighted that you join us for scripture and stories that are designed to help your life and relationships flourish in the grace of Jesus. So let's jump back into part two of our very moving, heartbreaking, and yet encouraging interview with Taylor Logsdon. Um, Taylor Logsdon. Hello. (laughs) Taylor has an interesting story uh, into performance-based religion. And then back to out. a relationship <laughs> with Jesus. Yeah. All right. Church. I slowly started to get back into um, my sinful ways. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I fast forwarded way too much. Like okay. we need to go back. Will you ask your question again? <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> no worries. So going okay, so when the when you're approached by the Mormon church, you have really nothing to lose by moving toward this community. I mean, you're in need. Now that you're starting to see some things, you're reading in the Bible, things are starting to contradict, things are starting to unravel a little bit, but now you've got a lot to lose. You've got this community, these people have supported you, you've made a commitment to them, they've been there for you, gifts, all that. You're, there's a sense of obligation, and I think that's on purpose. The Mormon Church knows mm-hmm. what it's doing. It knows the more social-emotional ties it can make to people, the harder it is for them to leave even if they start do having doubts. So, so what do you do with that? How, is that? how does that play out then? in your newfound Mormon faith and what you're finding in the Bible, mm-hmm. what yeah. starts to happen? That was a long question. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, yeah, as I started studying the Bible more and more and seeing that the words of Jesus, one in particular I want to point out is Matthew okay. 22, which talks about how in the resurrection no one will be married or given in marriage and right. how we'll all be like the angels of, of God. Mm-hmm. And so I remember reading that and thinking, wow, like, I thought we were going to be married eternally. And not only that, me, a single woman, I thought I had to be married to be exalted to the right. celestial kingdom, right. which was a really hard thing for me. To even have eternal life. Exactly. Right? Yes. <laughs> and so... Um, you're right. I absolutely did not want to lose this community. I love, I loved and still love, yeah. still love mm-hmm. um, my Mormon community, which was my Mormon family at the time. The missionaries were my best friends. And I remember as these um, contradictions and these questions started to arise and these doubts, I would go to the missionaries and I would go to my friends in the Mormon church. and I would say, can you please help me with this? Right. Um, so, yeah, it was like God was pulling me, but I was still trying to cling to 
the more to the Mormon faith and to the Book of Mormon. I was Community. really trying to get a testimony of the Book of Mormon. I even went to Palmyra, New York, where Joseph Smith lived. Did and you really? Did I you go was to the trying. You went to the Grove. I did, and it was still like I, you know, felt a sense of peace. And I'm like, well, maybe. Maybe this is the truth. But I still, no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't yeah. get that testimony of the Book of Mormon. At least not the experience you'd had previously Correct. when the Lord just rocked yeah. your world with peace. Yes, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So was there any defining moment where you kind of went, oh man, as much as I would love reasons to stay, was there anything that tipped the scales? Yeah, there definitely was. So... Again, I was praying night, every night, every day, asking the Lord to reveal His truth to me. And I was so frustrated. And not only that, but I would say I was so exhausted from working so hard and striving to be the perfect Mormon. You yeah. know, I served in the church um, pretty, pretty much every day of the week. Um, I started listening to Mormon music, dressing like a Mormon. I wanted to get the garments. I wanted to be the perfect Mormon. I even started um, going to the temple and doing works for the dead, you know, baptizing mm -hmm. the dead, things like that. Um, but yeah, so I was just so exhausted and just so frustrated. I feel like the Lord wasn't answering me that I just slowly started leaving the church. Um, I stopped going to the meetings every Sunday. I stopped doing works in the temple and I started going back to my old sinful ways. Drinking, smoking, dating, those are my go-tos. Mm -hmm. And um, in the midst of that, I started dating a Baptist preacher. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How funny is that? Wait, wait. That? The saying oh, is... <laughs> the saying is, good Baptists don't smoke, don't drink, don't chew, and they don't go with girls who do. Well... So, you found an anomaly. Anyway, I'm glad... I'm not sure he knew. Okay. Which he didn't know your other... <laughs> but he knew that I was a Mormon, and... Okay. He said, I, I believe that you're not fully a Mormon, and I am determined to convert you. Hey. So, yeah. Bold and up front. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Well, and if, I mean, was he a believer? Is <laughs> he, this somebody you're still in a relationship with? No. Okay. No, I wanted, it didn't go that far, but okay. he presented the gospel to me, so. Okay, cool. Yeah, the Through Lord. the scripture, he opened the scripture? Yes, yeah, so... We were actually on a phone call one night, and I remember, I'm going to read a few of the scriptures that he led me through, Sure. and then he asked me a question. So here are a few of them. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And I thought, surely, I, no, I didn't come short. I've, <laughs> I've done great, right? <laughs> um, Romans 5.8, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then Romans 6, 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then this one. Find it here. This one really hit hard. Ephesians 2, 8. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And as he read these to me, then he asked me a question. He said, okay, Taylor, if Jesus is standing at the door of heaven and he's, he asked you, why should I let you in? What will you say? 
And I remember my immediate response was to be a religious zealot. And I was like, I have all the answers. But it was like the Lord silenced me. I could not speak. I was dumbfounded. And I remember thinking of all my answers. They all started with I. Mm. Either I was baptized or I kept the commandments or I said that, you know, prayer. I did the works in the temple. And then he said to me, Taylor, it's not you. You don't get yourself into heaven. It's Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross. He's the one that gets you into heaven. It's his work, not yours. And so as he said that, I, it's like part of me again, you know, the Holy Spirit was there. I knew it was the truth, mm-hmm. but I was still pushing against it because like you said, I didn't want to give up this new lifestyle. I didn't want to give up my family, mm-hmm. my new family. And most of all, I had worked really hard to gain salvation. <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't want to give that up. Yeah. And so that was really hard. And then a few nights later, we were at Starbucks. And, you know, Latter-day Saints don't drink coffee. But I was right. rebellious. Okay. Yep. I asked for the largest black coffee you could order. And it was 9 o'clock at night. And I hadn't had coffee in over, like, two years. <laughs> oh, you're going to be up all night, girl. <laughs> oh, my. But it was she a gets blessing. a bain day with a so. yeah, double shot of espresso, please. Thank you. Yes. Going all the way. And so we're, we're sitting there, and he's he opens up his Bible again, and I'm thinking, oh, great. <laughs> and he starts sharing, you know, some more verses. And, um, and he said to me, after he shared, again, I know it's the truth, but I'm rebelling against it. I still want to cling to the Book of Mormon, even though I don't have a testimony of it, <laughs> and cling to the Bible and try to somehow reconcile the two. Two yes. sticks yes. in one I'm like, hand. They, they have to go together. They told me they go together. They have to. Right. And so he said to me, Taylor, it's simple. You either choose the Book of Mormon or you choose the Bible. You cannot believe in both. They contradict each other. Mm. And so I'm like, oh, great. He's right. (laughs) And so I go home that night. You're right. I stayed up till 5 in the morning. (laughs) Absolutely wired from the coffee. (laughs) And I took out the quad that I had at the time, which is... Which for our non-LDS informed friends, a quad is all four books that the Mormons accept as scripture bound into one huge massive, mm. you can barely hold it in one hand, volume. <laughs> Bible, Book of Mormon, Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price. Yes. yes. Okay, so you take out your quad. I take out the quad, sitting in my bed till five in the morning. I read the Bible section of it, okay. strictly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I take out this journal that I had full of all of the questions that I had accumulated over the past two years, all of the contradictions that I had found. And instead of going to the missionaries and to the bishops and to my friends, I went to the Bible, to the Word of God, and I answered every single question. And my eyes were open. And And one night? (laughs) Oh, my heart. So you actually kept a journal of your questions. I did. I wish I still had it to this day, but I believe I threw it away with all the other stuff so wow (laughs) if you need it it'll appear you know how god is yeah so that's amazing and so you just you found the stuff in scripture well obviously if the holy spirit is working he can take you to exactly where you need to go so then so then at the end of that trajectory where are you what is your response to god i mean so from that night forward i made a decision 
that I that the Bible is the true, infallible, inspired, perfect word of God, wow. and that I would believe no other doctrine. I told God, I believe what the Bible says about Christ and what he did for me and no other, you know, doctrine, and that the Bible was going to be my authority from that point on. Mm-hmm. And so actually, um, about a month later, the Lord called me into ministry. So now I work at a Christian mission organization, which is crazy wow. um, because I was a baby Christian, but he, he knew that I needed that community. Yes. And so he's exactly. surrounding me with mature Christians who have built oh, me up cool. until this point. Wow. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So I know people in our audience are going to wonder about this. So I'm going to ask for in our audience. So what happened to the pastor friend? It just wasn't right? Wasn't no, going to work? No, it didn't work out. Okay. That's, that's all good I can enough. say. That's all, that's all you have to and say. And yet God used. But yet yes. God used him in that relationship. Yeah. And so, okay. Wow. Well, that is an amazing story. And we're like two minutes more than the time we have, but I'm not going to be able to cut anything of that out. So... Do you want to try to run another half an hour? um, I'm not sure. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to say, thanks for listening. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to hear more from Taylor at some point. Um, So watch for that because... I think there's got to be more to her story. So how long, well, let me ask this. How long ago was this? How long did the, did you leave? So I was baptized um, into the Mormon church November 1st, 2014. Okay. And then I left the Mormon church. I don't know the exact date. I should. (laughs) Um, But fall of 2016. Mm. I made the decision to leave, but then it took a couple months because I had to actually write a letter to say I'm officially leaving the church. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's been almost three years. Okay. That you've been out. Mm -hmm. And so how soon did God open up the door for this for work within a ministry setting for you? It was about a month. month. Yeah. Oh, my heart. That is so cool. It was. And that's a whole other testimony in and of itself. Yeah. yeah. And I did want to share one other thing. You were talking about how the Holy Spirit was working in the midst of that and, you know, putting up warning signs and red flags. Right. Yeah. Um, I had actually, when the missionaries were teaching me, I had a dream and um, it was, it's kind of crazy, but um, it was Amish people. And in my mind, I was kind of associating the missionaries with right. Amish. So. Right. Um, so it represented the Mormon missionaries, and um, they were dragging me to get baptized. And when they went to baptize me, I found that they were actually drowning me. And I believe that was, I know it's pretty intense, yeah, but now no, that I look back, I believe that was the Lord kind of warning me that this is a deadly religion, a, a deadly decision that, that you're about to make. Right. Don't get baptized <laughs> into the And church. it was before your Mormon baptism then? Absolutely, yeah, this. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, God so, has a way of keeping his finger on our life. He does. So Joel. what were you going to say? I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm going to ask if you're okay if we go to something hard that's happened in your life fairly recently or if you'd rather not talk about it. I think that's, I always love bearing testimony of the Lord and his faithfulness. Um, so yeah, I think that's okay. Um, it's, it's interesting, I want to say this, um, my family, I think when I was in the Mormon church, they thought I was a little silly and ridiculous and extreme, 
Okay. And then when I went to um, converted to Christianity and to Christ alone and the Bible alone, they thought, oh, well, this is just a phase. Um, right. But recently, Another phase. Exactly. <laughs> Taylor just goes through all these phases. Right. I am a little, yeah, out there. So <laughs> they thought, you know, surely Christianity. In a Christi- totally good way. In a totally good way, Taylor. <laughs> so they thought, surely Christianity is just another phase. Um, but last November, November 25th, 2018, I lost my five-year-old son, so oh, my little boy no. who's been on this whole journey with me, um, oh he he died in a car accident. His dad was actually taking him to church for the first time, and um, so I just want to say through that, um, I think my, my family has finally realized the hope and the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. I think they've realized that there truly is eternal life in Christ. Um, just seeing the Lord's strength and my weakness, seeing that He really is alive and He does, He's with us in the midst of tragedy, that He sustains us, and that there is hope beyond this world. Um, it's been such a testimony, wow. and my family has never oh, been heart. closer to Christ. So these folks began testing, texting me that that had happened, and I'm watching Taylor's oh, Facebook posts. And she's posting scripture, and she's posting hope to other people who expect oh her heart. to be just destroyed, which of course you are, and losing a child. And yet, in just a few short years, you've become so solid in the Lord. I was just blown away. And I can say it's all the Word of God and His Spirit, which you know speaks through the Word of God. I know whenever I was in the hospital, um, Again, it was that it was that same feeling of peace, right? It's okay. like the Lord's presence was there with me, and I remember um, He just kept giving me scripture after scripture after scripture, and so it was the Word of God, it was the Bible that really got me through that, um, that yeah. gave me the strength and the sustenance, 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 yeah, <laughs> the the perseverance that I needed to get through that, and still wow. to this day, His Word. And it's amazing, and and I mean, most of the people who are listening, I mean, at some point there may be, this may show up on video, we'd love to get some of these up, but for those of us who are listening that don't have the aid, I just want to say the light and the love shining from Taylor's eyes is absolutely astounding. It is the light of Christ, and it is so cool. I'm sorry, I, yeah. So... How has that experience enriched your faith or? Yeah, I think um, just to compare, I think in the Mormon church, um, there was so much confusion and doubt that I was never completely sure that when I die, that I will be with Christ, that I will have eternal life because I constantly, I wasn't sure if I, if I did enough works. Um, you know, or said sorry enough times to have that eternal <laughs> life, or, you know, I wasn't married, so could I truly be exalted? Whereas in the Christian faith, following Jesus Christ and Him alone, I know with assurance that I and my son have yes. eternal life. And so even though um, I do weep, you know, pretty much every night, and I do cry that my son is no longer with me. I have hope, and I, I'm not in complete despair because I know that he's alive more now than he ever has been in this life. And so it, it's, it's helped me realize that 
God is personable, that he's real, that he's tangible, and that eternal life is an absolute reality. It's not just some dream or, you know, if something we make up in our imagination. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and that you will be together again. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. of course, the Mormons somehow feel like they have an exclusivity of families forever, and yet Christians will all be together in yes. one big family in yes. the next life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow. So, Thank you for sharing What would you that. say? <laughs> Can I ask one more question? <laughs> you may ask three more questions. I don't care. This is holy ground. Ask away. Why am I asking you permission? I don't know. <laughs> I was going to ask you that too, but I thought, no, I'm, you know, whatever makes you feel good, Lynn. It's like, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, no, I forgot my question. Let's see. Um, oh, oh. If, if you got to speak to folks who were questioning Mormonism or have decided maybe Mormonism where isn't where they want to be and mm-hmm. they don't know where to go next, what would you say? What kind of advice would you give them? So I would say, um, number one, <laughs> read, read the Bible because... The Lord says in Isaiah that his word does not return void. So we know that when we read the word of God, that his word will speak to us, that he will speak to us through his word. And so I would say there's no better person on this earth to go to than to the Lord himself um, and get answers from him. No person, no human being can give us all of the answers. Um, None of us are perfect. And so um, for me, that was the hugest thing was just going to him in prayer consistently every day, nonstop, because I wanted to know the truth and then reading his word. I believe that's how um, my eyes were open and that's how I could break free from Mormonism. Um, The second thing I would say is find a community Surround yourself um, with Christians. Um, If you have um, Christian friends or Christian family members that you know, you can go to them. Of course, go to the Lord first and His Word, but go to them and ask them um, questions, you know. Share your doubts with them. Find someone you can really confide in and um, to pray with you and just to encourage you. And once you've made that decision to, to exit Mormonism, again, find that community. It's so important. Yeah, absolutely. And the follow-up question I would have to kind of piggyback on that is, so what would you say to the person who's in the Mormon church who's maybe started to see, okay, this isn't right, but they have that same fear you did. If I walk away, I lose everything of value everything about community there's so much i stand to lose what would you say to them now that you've done that and that was your own fear yeah so um first of all i would say that that's not a new fear um when we look at all of the disciples of jesus christ they all have that fear um yeah very true yeah i mean paul said that he counted everything at lo- as lost to follow christ and to have eternal life and to have the knowledge of jesus christ um And so, I mean, that's what I would say. I mean, Jesus himself said that if you're not willing to lose your mother and your father and your brothers and your sister and everything you have in this life, then you're not fit to be my disciple. And so as disciples of Jesus, whether we're Mormons prior or whether we're 
Muslims or whether we're of atheist or agnostic or whatever, we have to we have to lose everything because that's what Jesus has called us to do. So I would say even if you're a Christian listening, you're called to lose everything for the sake of Christ in order to gain eternal life and to know him personally. And is and, Jesus enough? <laughs> he absolutely is. <laughs> yes. And that is yes. so clear from yes. your story and from your testimony and from just what radiates from you. And I, I just want people to hear that from you because so many people think, well, you don't know what I have to lose. Well, actually, I think, Taylor, you do understand and you've been there, you've taken the step and it's worth it all. Yes. Um, Jesus, Jesus is, is worth Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I like that motto. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. And you said you got to see Adam's Road. The I other did. Night. It was great. Awesome. Yes. So cool. God. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, sweetheart. Yeah. Yes. Me. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks oh. for being with us, Taylor. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. And um, to those of you who are listening, if you want to get in contact with Lynn or I, you can do that via unveilinggracepodcast.com. If you want to get in contact with Taylor, you can do that through Lynn or I. I'm mm-hmm. not sure where you are in terms of giving contact information. You don't have to, but if somebody has a question for you, they can get do that through me. us. Yeah, get yeah. a hold of Lynn. Mm-hmm. And um, just so you know, this and all of our episodes are available on the podcast website, unveilinggracepodcast.com. They're also available on iTunes, and you can subscribe and get them all for free. Um, we've got show notes and transcripts. And so any of the ver- all the verses you cited, we'll make sure those are in the show notes for people so they can reference those. Um, so they have those because that was great. And we thank you for being a part of our podcast. And thank you, Taylor, for being with us and for encouraging our hearts. Very cool. Grace and peace. Until next time. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals. Mm -hmm.